Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Absark for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guests sit down and rank some of our favorite things in Star Wars, and we're shooting for the stars today. Just like a young, cocky smuggler to be on Corellia who dreamed of flying in the stars, we're shooting for the temper top of the galaxy tonight with some uh, 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 favorite, or actually I'll say our best moments from the solo Star Wars story. Not our favorite. The best. Yeah, that's right. We're going to say <laughs> this is the definitive ranking. Now, you guys know what we do here in Star Wars. We dive on in. I'm excited to get to it. That's why I'm so uh, mishmashy. I'm just like, boom. I've been loving this movie, thinking about this movie, wanting to dive in. We've been doing it here on Force Center, and this is the big one. Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa here to rank Star Wars with me. Hello, Joseph. Very happy to be here ranking. Yeah. 
Jennifer. I'm excited to talk solo. Yeah. Yes. So and, much to celebrate. And love having you here on Star Wars Ranked. You, Thank uh, you. you. You bring some great insight. The, the, the best uh, motherhood moments in Star Wars yeah. is very well received. So, all right. The concept is pretty simple on this one. We have seen this movie. We love uh, all the things going on in this movie, and there's a lot. So we're going to try to boil it down to, well, essentially it'll be 15 moments and themes, characters, concepts, and some runner-ups, as we always like to do. So are you guys ready? Yeah. Oh, yes. Then let's do it. Starting with Jennifer's number five. My number five is when we first meet Lando. And essentially, it's this new Lando uh, iconic look that we are getting. And that is his new costume with the yellow shirt, the black and white scarf, this new cape, uh, and red belt. And it's not just because I've cosplayed as (laughs) this look. Excellently, I might add. Uh, You know, costume designers Glenn Dillon and David Crossman, they also worked on Rogue One. But what I thought that they did so well with this film was blending that kind of retro 1970s vibe but making it fresh and new. And for me, this new Lando look just fit that character so well. And it's now a legendary in my book. I think the big challenge coming into this with Lando is we all know how he likes to dress. We all know the classic look. In Jedi, he was a little drab. He was trying to be a general. You know, he got promoted, I thought. But he still had a cape. Yeah. But, But Empire... Joseph, he's all he's right out in front, bold and blue. Bold how and blue. Do, how you build on that and make it work. Yeah. That scarf is a great starting point. Yeah, the scarf is amazing. I'm glad that it gets called out in the film itself. Uh, <laughs> but I, I was just thinking when you were saying your your great example of Lando's costume that uh, it also makes sense because he's a younger character. We've talked about uh, that a lot with Han of, yes, it's the Han we know, but he's also younger. And that yellow shirt is a way to say, like, I'm even younger, I'm even cockier, I can make even weirder color work. And then you get to him in Empire, it's like, I'm mature, so it's, uh, it's all going to be blue. It'll be smooth blue, yeah. not like yellow in your face. Yeah, yeah. Lando's clothes, it's very important to him, Jennifer. Do you like the closet scene, too, as well? I Kara? do, and what I love about his clothes is that it's not just that he looks cool, but it also comments on the character and who he is, as you're saying, at this point in his life. He likes nice things. He likes to be the best dressed in the room. Of course, he would have a cape closet. And then that's why when we see him at the end with his yellow shirt in tatters, you know, he's using a <laughs> scarf to like wrap his arm. It's just so it's just so great and such a great comment on how he's evolved as a character. Absolutely. Love it. Great choice. Great choice. Joseph, we're going to go to your number five. All right. My number five is one of the meteor ones. I got some more fun ones on the list, but my number five is Kira tries to play mall. Mm. And I know that uh, even even that phrasing is an opportunity for a conversation because there's a lot of discussion about what is going on with Kira. But to me, I think, yes, she is in league with Darth Maul the same way I was in league with my manager at Kinko's. (laughs) He was my boss, and at that time in my life, I could not get away. I could not dream of freedom. I feel like she is doing Maul's bidding, but she sees this opportunity to not only let her her friend, maybe uh, the man she loves, Mm. to let him have a chance at this life of true freedom and joy that she can't find a way to. She sees an opportunity not only to do that, but to allow that coaxium Mm. to go to the right people. And so she tries to play mall. And as Star Wars fans, we know that's a dangerous thing to do. So on one hand, she's like, I feel I can't leave him. If Han understood who he was and what Crimson Dawn was, he would get it Mm -hmm. that I can't just run away from this. But I'm going to try to lie to him 
in a way that keeps Han safe, hands that Quaxium over to the good guys, and also elevates me in the organization. So not only did I kill Dryden so he can't tattle on me or Han or the Cloud Riders, but now I have his position. And maybe I can run Crimson Dawn a little bit better, and maybe I can have a little bit more power. And from what Maul says, he's like, you come to me and we'll talk about whether one man did this, Beckett killed all these people. I bet he had accomplices. We'll talk about this. So we know that, is she going to get away with it or not? We don't know, but she's going to try. The clickbait headline is, Maul is in Solo, and it's awesome. Yeah. And it's a cameo, and we talk about Maul. The true meat of this moment is what you're describing here. This Kira stuff. Of what you're saying, you know the things I, I, I even I forget to highlight, is she wanted the coax, coaxium to go to the good guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why this is a multi-layered moment. It is her in control. It's her fighting for control and her maybe doing something she has no control over. Yeah. She has to do this stuff. There's a lot going on. And whew, I think you could write a nice essay. Ooh, maybe I'll work on, on that. I'll work on that. And I know there are a lot of different opinions and interpretations I'm offering mine. Yeah. Yeah, Jennifer. you've actually helped me appreciate that scene, understand that scene, <laughs> and make me want to see the next scene yes. where she goes to Dathomir. What's going to happen to this character? That's why I want a sequel so badly because I think that there's more to explore and see what the ramifications are of making that big choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just visually, that lightsaber uh, reflected in the eyes. Oof. Beautiful Star Wars shot. And, yes. and a final note on that from, from, from me, and I, I always want to get your opinion on it, is you say Kira tries to play Maul, which is dangerous. It's something yeah. to do. But Maul is almost kind of this hard luck character in Star Wars. Yeah. He has these, these this anger fuels him. He has these big goals and dreams. He tries to run other criminal organizations. It falls away. The Emperor turns his back on him. He gets his brothers. Brothers, you know, dies in the hands of the Emperor. Even he goes to kill Obi-Wan and dies. Yeah. Things don't work out for Maul. And I'm not going to say he's, uh, you know, he's sometimes not the brightest of characters. He just seems he's motivated, blinded by his anger. Yeah. So it's like, I wonder if what happens when Kira meets Maul, could she outsmart Maul and defeat him in her own way? I think there's a possibility because he is a scary badass who in this movie is working on his second startup company. Like when you look at it that way. Uh, Just real quick design thing, uh, move on. I love that uh, Maul and Kira have the same necklace. Yeah. That is half of the Crimson Dawn logo, which is an extra bit of funny because uh, that's what happened to Darth Maul. He also got bisected. (laughs) It's it's the lower half. That that logo is a celebration of his legs. I love it. it. Great number five. My number five, we're starting with a reference with meaning and that is why I'm saying learning that Tobias Beckett is the one that killed Aura Singh and learning that Aura Singh at this point is dead. Aura Singh is one of those characters that has um, a weird kind of uh, currency among yeah. Star Wars fans. It's You learn early on, oh, that's that character in Phantom Menace. Then you learn the story. Then she shows that she's this adoptive mother to Boba Fett. And she's not a great person, but <laughs> she's doing some nice things. She's a mom to this little orphan Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, so this was why I loved Bosk being referenced mm-hmm. by Val. Um, but that's a fun moment. Oh, cool, v- Bosk. But this one is like, oh, Beckett killed Orsang. It is what allows Lando to kind of be like, all right, I'll, I know you. I like you. You've helped me because she was a problem for me. So it has meat to the story. If you're not a fan and you don't, uh, not a deep diving fan, and you're like, oh, okay, Beckett killed some guy. Uh, gal, uh, you know, and Lando's cool with it. That works as well. But this one for Star Wars, this is the type of references I think we really love. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was done, like you're saying, so well in a moment where it's like, don't open your milk duds at this point. You got to be paying attention <laughs> because you might miss it. And, you know, for, for people like my mom, she has no idea who Aura Singh is, but it works in the story. And that to me is truly successful. Yeah. And told with one of the just the great uh, Lawrence and Jonathan Kasdan pitter patter lines. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, I just pushed her. I think it was the fall that killed her. Right. Right. Great. Right. Which even works because then you're like, ooh, what happened? Right. Yeah. And I think at some point we'll probably see, hear, read what happens. Oh, yes. But we'll see. So that's my number five. Beckett killed Aura Singh, which means, Jennifer, we need your number four. My number four is the Enfys Nest reveal. Now, Ooh. I've shared that I do have some criticisms with the stunt performer that they hired uh, for the opening scenes with Enfys Nest. But this reveal was so exciting. And it's been really neat to see how this character has resonated with fans, specifically with young girls and women seeing the leader of the you know, burgeoning rebellion Mm -hmm. being a woman of color um it literally took my breath away in that moment and i just was so excited and i was glad that they chose a woman that was not young woman who was not a buff you know buff bodybuilder (laughs) but somebody that we could all identify with Mm -hmm. and i thought that that was a really great choice and Infosness is a great character. The reveal has a lot of power and weight to it there. Joseph, there's a lot here. Yeah, yeah, that idea that anyone can uh, can wear the armor. Anyone right. can pick up the mantle. That one line about, you know, I, I wear the mask like my mother did. Yeah. Mm. You know, it has that great sense of continuity, which taps into these deep feelings of everything being generational in Star Wars. Right. Yeah, yeah. so right. much to like about that yeah, character I, I, in that moment. My obsession with, with Infus Ness as a character is actually growing. Number one, I love the design. It's one of my favorite Star Wars yes. characters, which is tradition, right? Cool characters. And the fear going in, we knew something was going up. If you if you were looking around IMDB and you just wanted to poke around, there was no so-and-so's playing Infus Ness. We knew this character name, so you knew something. And that's why I, I thought Kira might be the character and all that kind of stuff. Speculate responsibly. <laughs> uh, the reveal is great. Yeah, we had talked about that. I think there was a literal the the the, the, the stunt performer they chose. I think was literally bigger enough to where I thought this was a different character. Yeah. The reveal. So that's a that's a thing we've talked about before. But in terms of the character, love the reveal, love what it means, and I think we're going to get a lot of stories about Infus Nest and her marauders. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just beginning there. So that's your number four, Jennifer. The reveal of who Enfys Nest really is, which means, Joseph, we're up to your number four. My number four will probably not surprise any listeners to Force Center. It is the alien whose name we now know is Lulilo Primok, but in my heart I will always know is Vat Weirdo, the weird name I wanted that character to have, but Lulilo Primok is pretty good. So, I mean, I love all of the little weird characters. Uh, Jennifer, you have made me uh, appreciate the little weird characters even more <laughs> because now it's, it's like... Bonus joy, like when I see them, like, I love that. Oh, and I bet Jennifer does too. Uh, and But I just love not only that it is this great, weird Star Wars, it's a frog thing upside down in a bubbling vat, but still singing, mm. Uh, mm. that that individual character is weird and funny, but the, there's so much about Solo that's got that DNA of that original Star Wars movie. And you look at what's going on with the Cantina Band is... They're a little bit out of time because that's kind of 1930s era jazz music that's influencing it. That's early Benny Goodman. So then come and have that sort of, here's a movie that we're making in 2018. What's even older, 50s, late 40s, early 50s, dinner club type (laughs) vibe and a specific call out to 
Louis yeah. Prima and Keely Smith, who themselves were kind of a, a mashup mm-hmm. of different eras of the the older boo 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 dude and a younger, you know, <laughs> a woman who could really hit the high notes. Uh, and it it just so captures how Star Wars plays to add flavor with the entertainment plays with our actual passing of time mm-hmm. in reality. So there's mm-hmm. just so much going on there for me to to love that character. And I think like to me, even more successful than some than like uh, the band in, in Force Awakens. Oh, I, oh yeah. Shay Kava, which yeah. I've learned from trivia study. <laughs> the, name, the name of the band in Force Awakens. But just, it was perfect to me. Yeah, I look, I, I, I would be disappointed if this, this character wasn't on your list in this moment. Uh, and I remember uh, I had seen it, uh, the, my, my self, you weren't with me when I saw it the first time, and I just, I, I wanted to just like give a round of applause for you. <laughs> yes. Because I knew this moment, you, you kind of saw it coming, you picked it out early, early. The first day, you're like, that. what is that? And that I, th- I think that thing is singing, yeah. and it and it made sense, and I love it. It's why I love Canto Bite introducing the up rich upper crust. Yeah, and there's a lot to mind with that. And that Dryden Voss is this big bad guy, and he's got a violent temper, and he's got he's not good, but he enjoys the finer things in life, and I yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, and this would make sense if when you what what you're describing, I'm picturing like. Mickey Mantle and the Yankees in the fifties going to a dinner club and getting drunk and thrown out. Like this is yeah. the, and, and uh, you know Vat Weirdo would be there singing. Yeah, you know? five, expensive five dollar ribeyes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! When I first saw that, I was like, okay, what is he going to sound like? Is are we going to even hear the voice of this character? And when it was this really deep voice, <laughs> oh my gosh, who who came up with that idea? Because as we know on the soundtrack, it's a very high voice. Yeah. yeah. So what made them change it? And whoever made that change. Bravo. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Love that weirdo. Love it. That weirdo. What's the actual name, Joseph? Lilo Primock. Lilo Primock. <laughs> Great character. Great moment. <laughs> Definitely. True Star Wars, which means we get to my number four. And this is a hill I'm going to die on. Now, this oh week, I hope you guys have had a chance to listen to uh, Mrs. Scrimshaw's Star Wars Counseling. This moment was featured heavily on there. Um, so if you want a more deeper dive into this moment, go listen to that if you haven't already. But I'm putting it here, my number four. That's right. Best moment in Solo Star Wars story is Han gets his name. He learns, oh, this will be my last name. Now, <laughs> I'll say this. You could dig into some Force Center recordings. You could probably go on YouTube and find actual real-life footage <laughs> of me saying, I hope this doesn't happen. Oh, because remember, Uncle Bob Iger. Uncle Bob Iger. Oh, yeah. Turns out, spoiled part of the movie. I know. <laughs> uh, we're going to find out how Han gets his name. We all went, oh, I hope it's not literal. You mean his reputation. His reputation. Right? reputation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Uncle Bob gave us a moment. And so... I say that to say, yep, there's there's video of me, audio of me going, I hope this particular moment doesn't happen. Almost predicted it down to a T, not predicted it, but just said, hey, I bet if some imperial person gives him his name or something like yeah. that, I don't want that. All right, here's how I watched Star Wars. I had that, my friend, fist was clenched, and then the moment happened, and I went, oh, man, I actually like this. <laughs> I like what this means. I like what this means for the character on Spotlight Star Wars last week. I went into the core of Solo. This is who he is. This is Han then, and we see him Han later, 40-something years later or whatever it is. You know, you do the math. I'm bad at it. It'd be more. Uh, of Han dying at the hands of his son. He's still fighting to be this image, and the image it means more than just an Imperial officer giving him an Imperial name. Yeah. Oh, you're Solo. And I don't, you know, yes, he calls him Han Solo, but it's like, all right, we'll just classify you as Solo. Cool. Um, it's, a, it's a wink, wink moment, but if you really stop and think about it, it means 
everything to what this character is, and I love that Han never quite leaves the struggle of who he is and who he thinks he is and who he wants to be, Joseph. Yeah, and that it's embedded in his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you get the sense that it, he could have changed that. There's mm-hmm. nothing stopping him. It's not like, oh, but then I'd have to redo my passports. He's a criminal. <laughs> He's on the run from the Empire, you know? Yeah. So he could have told people, here's who I really am. But he kept that name, and that makes it intriguing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the scene works because of the two actors in it. And you have, <laughs> you know, this this great deadpan solo yeah. as as the actor does it. And then Alden is that you're seeing on his face when he's talking about, it really is like pain and hurt. And all this is bringing up a lot of emotions for yes. him. Yeah. And I thought that that was played really well. So it made such a great moment. You, you have these two, two th- the, the Imperial guy, is like he is almost having fun with it. Okay, yeah. solo because it means nothing to him. He's probably mocking him in a way. Academy Award worthy dismissive sniff. Yes, right. Yeah, the <laughs> sniff. The sniff. Where you're right, Alden, as Harrison himself has said, makes these choices, and in that scene, he's playing the pain. He's yeah. playing the pain, and that name sound. It's a release to him. It's a relief. There you I go. don't have to be who I was. I can be this. That's why it's my fourth moment. In soloist, I could probably put it higher, Joseph. I just didn't want the internet to catch him. Understandable, understandable. All right, so that is my number four, which means, Jennifer, your number three. My number three is, well, an overarching thing, which is Bradford Young cinematography, but specifically the blue scene, as I call it, with Lady Proxima. When I saw this scene, I want to I want to print it out and I want to hang it in my home because mm. it's just gorgeous. It made it so that it was eerie and mysterious and like nothing else that we've seen in Star Wars before and yet it was perfectly Star Wars and I think that Bradford Young he just knows how to use lighting to tell a story and so that it has texture and there's the grittiness but and it's not too clean but it still is beautiful to look at Look, David Tattersale, uh, I believe his name is, shot all three of the prequels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and each director kind of works with their own. And Bradford was brought in by Lord Miller, Ron Howard's like, great, good, you're going. I want Bradford Young to shoot another Star Wars film. Yes. Absolutely. Savarine, just everything on oh, there. Beautiful, Savarine. everything you're describing. Beautiful. Yeah, stuff. so beautiful. And I know that there have been uh, uh, out there some fans I've seen on Facebook, some friends who've seen not great showings yeah. of the movie where it where it's too dark. You know, and I do think there are differences I've seen in Arclight. I saw it at El Capitan, and El Capitan is it's perfect. And that scene isn't dark. It's mm-hmm. blue. It yeah. is everything awashed in blue until Han cracks that light open. Oh, isn't that you know? so incredible? And that's so powerful. And it wouldn't be that powerful, you know, without mm-hmm. that much uh that much blue, that burst yeah. of bright white light would not be the same. Absolutely. Right. Love yeah. it. Good and choice. Yeah, no. One last thing is that he actually has drawn a lot of inspiration from uh, growing up in Chicago and his grandmother's house and how oh, she yeah. always had her house kind of dimly lit and she'd be in the kitchen and just she'd be kind of lit by this this little flickering light or whatever. Ooh. And so he really drew inspiration for that in all of his work and has said what a what a big um, source yeah. yeah she has been for him. He's it's pretty great. cool. Yeah, shoot another one. Shoot another one. Yes. Bradford yeah. Young for more Star Wars. <laughs> Hashtag that, please. So that is your number three. Great choice. Joseph, your number three. My number three is Han tries to bluff Enfys Nest. <laughs> I mean, that whole, and uh, that's the real specific moment, but that whole Enfys Nest scene, uh, the music is so powerful. The Western standoff, the reach for the blaster, and then to me, like one of the best comedy moments yes where han has what should be a, a pretty good well the, the fact that he takes it from 
uh, from, <laughs> from Beckett. Beckett. Like yeah. Beckett's got this, and then he takes it and then makes that claim. And then Lando, it's just such great layered comedy that the ship just takes off. Like Lando, Lando doesn't know that he's having perfect comic timing. Yeah, no, moment, right, right, right. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and then the walk back oh and gosh. the hand to the hand it back to Beckett, like. You handled it. I mean, this is just what what I love and, you know, constructing comedy for a long time, especially when I did uh, live shows, uh, when I would write live plays. uh, I would, like, have moments like this of, like, this is one funny thing, but there are eight individual laugh moments, and let's find and celebrate every one so the audience can get the most joy, and that's just such a great moment of character, plot, Mm -hmm. comedy, everything going on. Uh, and then, yeah, of course, the great emphasis nest reveal that's in there, yeah. and a great line from Kira as well. Once Beckett starts being like, "Okay, but yeah. here, Dryden's going to come and kill you," and then she has that great line of like, "How about a solution where there isn't as much killing?" <laughs> Which is a great character insight to Kira. So, so much going on there, but mostly the comedy of Han is beautiful in that moment. Absolutely, but you are a professor of, of comedy, and 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 this is this is you're breaking it down so well. I mean, it works. Like multi-layered, it's not just a throwaway thing. I think some of the humor in Last Jedi has deeper meaning than people give it credit yeah. for, and and I think this movie, the, the the humor works a little bit different, and at times I will say better, but I I still love the Last Jedi humor, but 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 this is a perfect example. This is probably the peak comedy. Yeah, you could laugh at fourteen different things in this. Yeah. All character based. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys. When I saw that moment, I was like, that is so difficult to pull off as an actor because you you don't want to play it. You don't want to gild the lily, as they say, where you, you know what I mean? Where you yeah. kind of play it up and that yeah. could fall so flat. It could be so cliched and sticky. And it's so funny because it's so authentic to the character and that is a testament to Al- Alden's performance oh my gosh when I saw that I was like this guy's a star yeah it's so yes. tough to do yeah because he's not playing the oh it's a comedy scene and I get to be the dumb guy who does no. the wrong thing he's mm-hmm. doing exactly what Han would do up to those little emotional moments of like oh yeah I, I made a big <laughs> mistake <laughs> so and fun. I embarrassed myself in front of this this woman that I want to run off with me right, you know? right yeah. exactly all those layers yeah. oh, I think goodness. my favorite bit is the handoff back to Beckett like, yeah yeah, yeah. You <laughs> How about you? What's your thing? Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Right. That so that's your number three. My number three, sticking with Han. That's right. This is Solo, a Star Wars story after all. It is Han shoots first. All right. So this movie's going to answer some questions that we wanted answers to. This movie's going to tell you some things you didn't want answer to. All right. It's cute. He gets the DL-44. I would expect that. And we get the Kessel Run. We get the Sabacc game. All those things. But that was going in. Some people, even myself, I don't want everything explained. Yeah. Some mystery. And there was, again, like similar with my Han getting his last name moment, probably audio of me going, I don't want him to wink and say, well, I shot first. Right? We were all kind of like, ooh, is that going to happen? Well, it plays out. Yeah. We have our Han shot first moment. And it is <sighs> bittersweet. It is layered, it is sad, it is victorious, it is a lesson, it has a lot to it, and it is absolutely one of my favorite moments. It's a lot about the Beckett character mm-hmm. and who he is. He would have shot Han because mm-hmm. he needed to survive. That's his, his character. This is a guy who moves on, his his love dies, his his, his uh, Rio d- dies, and he, he buries them. He's at his uh, funeral, uh, has a little funeral for them, and he's ready. He's got to move on. Got to, he yeah. probably loved Han, probably grew to love him a lot because he chose him after all. Would have killed him. Han, in that moment, realizes, probably before, I've got to do this. I've got to do this first. And that is the biggest complaint about George switching his own work. Yeah. 
I still think incorrectly. George is not infallible. Um, he did such a great job establishing Han Solo in the first film, and I think that does undercut it a little bit. So to have this moment, no matter what's canon or not, Greedo shooting yeah. first or not, don't worry about that. Focus on this moment. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, I, I love this movie so much. And that moment uh, on opening night, it was it was so layered because people went. Oh, and then clapping like yeah, Bravo. Clapping, yeah. well done. You know, yeah. to answer to, to, to you know address that controversy, if you will, amongst fans. But it worked within the scene. It was so great. Love Beckett mm-hmm. and how he acknowledged, like you, you know, you were right, kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just yeah. such a great moment. Yeah, no winks, Joseph. Just death. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I, I love the way that it was shot too. That Beckett's in the middle of lecturing him as he's been doing the whole movie, <laughs> yeah. and, his, and his chest just burns. Uh, right. Yeah, so it, it's even. So cognizant of not having a wink that we don't even actually see Han right. literally shoot first yeah, is so powerful. And there's just so many different lessons that mm. Beckett has been trying to impart. Mm-hmm. And it's this great counterpoint to when Han first sees Beckett. And he sees him spinning the blasters and he sees yeah. the fantasy of this life. And then Beckett tries to teach him the reality of this life is you always have to be one step ahead. You have to do things that maybe you don't want to do. And the lesson of predictability yeah. of Han realizing ah, if that's how everybody gets a drop on people of them being predictable, I have to be unpredictable. Yeah. I'm going to shoot this guy like mid-sentence. Wild card. And I think he, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't he kind of shoot him in the same spot that Beckett has the damage of the captain of the uh, the Imperial Army? Yes. yes. Like, nice. Which Han calls out. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Wow. Poetry. Star Wars poetry. So that is my number three. Jennifer, your number two. My number two is the music, but specifically mm. the opening scene with Han and his land speeder on Corellia, which mm. is meet Han on the soundtrack. As you guys know, I love all of the music. I've been listening to it nonstop. It's great driving music. But for me, there was a moment when, you know, we first see that, that not crawl, but the opening title mm-hmm. sequence. And I was like, okay, here we go. Here we yeah. go. I was nervous. And then that music came on and it was exhilarating. And I just, I f- literally felt my face like get, with this big smile and I never let the smile go the entire film. It was just like, oh, this is, this is Star Wars. This is fun. This is adventure. And it felt like the old serials, like what George would have wanted. You know, yeah. you see the, the solo a Star Wars story title card come up. Beautifully done. Yeah, I don't, you know, John Powell did a great job, and I don't, I admit, I don't focus on the music usually my first or second viewing. So, like, even Force Awakens, I was like, I don't know, there's not any memorable themes from John Williams. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, right. I'm an idiot. That's just me. I, I I focus on other things, usually the dialogue, the humor, the characters, the, the cool stormtroopers, right? But, Joseph, now that I have the soundtrack uh, in my hands, and I listen to it a lot, just like you, Jennifer, uh, I'm beco- becoming more and more a champion of, of, of John Powell's music here. Absolutely. I, l- I think the track is a great example. I love the Cloud Rider stuff. But yeah, I just I, I put it on my uh, my laptop like an old savage and uh, put on the uh, the iTunes, you know, the thing, the visualizer where it dances. Yeah. It's <laughs> great to just sit and listen to because it doesn't have everything. It has that sense of an- adventure, but there's a little bit of minor chord in there that has that sense of like longing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Guys, yeah. yeah, John Powell was such a master at weaving in like old musical motifs, motifs yeah. from Star Wars, but making it make sense for these characters and this story. Um, just so much great stuff. Yeah, that God. tiny duel of the fates in the Kira Mall scene. Yes, Aww. yes, exactly. I love the mind mission. I put it on when I'm cleaning. Oh, I get so much done. It's awesome. I man, I, I've I've worked out to it. Which working out the scores is oh. not the thing that happens a lot. <laughs> Usually, it's like Motorhead or something. 
happening right now. This, fast, this, fast, fast, this. slow, slow. Yeah, and the, cro- the Cloud Rider Marauder music, Marauders Ooh. Arrive. Great stuff. Yeah. So good. All right, that is your number two. Great choice. Joseph, your number two. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My number two is Lando and the Cocktail Robot. Uh, Another fun one. I love that Cocktail Robot, but I love everything that's happening in that scene that Han is testing a little bit. I've heard some things about you. And Lando having that great line of everything you've heard about me is true is both like a funny line. It's delivered so well as that cocktail robot uh, just uh, squirts the cocktail and he's not even looking at it. But then the thanks love yeah. that, that sets up his droid love. He calls he does, that cocktail yeah. robot yeah. love. Uh, but just what that means for the world of these scoundrels, too, that Lando's really figured out my angle is is about show. 
yeah. and about legend and myth. And I, he does like looking nice, but he knows the effect that that has on people, that it is going to intimidate other people, that it's going to make people fall for him and make people think they can't possibly beat him at Sabak. Like, look how cool he is. He didn't even look at the cocktail robot as it poured. and <laughs> He didn't even get any on his wrist. He's that cool. So much going on in that, that moment, as well as just the, the comedy of a cocktail robot. Comedy, and in that moment, there's a lot of things that are Star Wars, Jennifer. Cool character, cool droid, doing something out of this world that we want in our own. Delivering us a drink. <laughs> yeah, Oh, exactly. my gosh. Yeah, the lodge, that lodge is yes. so cool. Again, Bradford Young cinematography, the way that mm-hmm. it's lit. But when I saw that cocktail robot, it was from the trailer, right? That's yeah. when we first saw it. And I was yeah. like, of course Lando would have a cocktail robot. <laughs> I love that. It's so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Great choice. Again, one of those things, it's like, it's been on your it's been on your sleeve yeah. you're getting Joseph yeah and I'm glad it's here for you to talk about it more so that is your number two my number two another smaller moment towards the end of the film in fact it is the end of the film Han and Chewie go into light speed together they oh. put mm. their hands on the controls mm. at the same time oh. it's so great Talk about a love story between Han and Chewie. It begins here in this movie, literally, and we see it, and then Kira just drives the point home. Go to Chewie needs you. You need Chewie. Get out of here. Leave me alone. Uh, I got my story. You go do your thing. And uh, this movie, the fun ride and all this stuff, but at the end of the movie, you get to it, and when they both put their hands on it and go into light speed, it is one of the pure, quintessential Star Wars moments as a fan who grew up loving Han Solo. Uh, I'm like, they got so many wonderful, crazy adventures ahead of them, and I want to see and read more of them just from that moment alone. Great ending to the movie for me. Beautiful ending. And it just was one of those things where I was like, I don't need to really see that. I don't really Mm. care. And then it got me so emotional seeing the two of them together in the cockpit. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I literally haven't been able to stop myself. I've seen the movie four times, and I've said, (laughs) every time, because it's so heartbreaking warming but also just like fun mm-hmm. we're in it now mm-hmm. let's go do this together yeah yeah it, it 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 made my girlfriend emotional that she's just like oh like i just she reacted so much to that moment and yeah. it made even more for me in the second view it like yes such a fun moment so that is my number two huh uh, to han and chewy going to light speed together before we get to our number ones quickly a minute or two here on our uh some close calls the ones that didn't make it joseph what do you yeah think? for my runners up uh i love the moment where han does not understand what beckett's folksy similes are <laughs> uh when he's he's asking him how many times they're still on him and i I still haven't memorized it as a Star Wars fan what all of it is, but yep. that's just a great subversion of a classic joke of yep. like, what are you? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's great. I love the moment where Kira chucks the grenades. Mm. Yeah. That's another oh, little yeah. character moment that right. you can yep. l- overlook that. She looks at the big picture like, I understand you are trying to keep them away from the cannons. What if I run out and blow up the cannons? Right. And myself. And then uh, another just fun comedy line that I like is when Han has his moment with the Falcon and says to Lando, that is such a beautiful ship. <laughs> and he's <laughs> cut to this just smoking piece of junk. Yeah. It's beautiful. Love that too. For me, that stand out. Han going into light speed the first time that we see the look in his face. Yeah. Great yes. Alden acting moment. And the droid revolution uh, is, is, is interesting to me, but the, the, the highlighted moment of the droid with the feet, the gonk droid with the feet, basically stamping on the control panel. I love that. How did you get up there? And the joy of that droid's face. I love that moment, Jen. Oh my gosh. I love the visual gag in the opening when the speeder gets stuck. And I, for a moment, I was like, oh, Han's going to make it. Of course he's going to make it through this 
these tight quarters. And then oh, he yeah. doesn't. And I was like, oh, right. This is when he's not the Han Solo that we know. Yes. I thought that that was so great. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Let's see. What's another one that I had? Uh, just there were so many. Oh, Han winning the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah. With Lando. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen earlier in the film. And ha ha, yeah. surprise. Great switch. Yeah. Great switch. Yeah. Oh, the, the, uh, one more I forgot is the uh, Han saying, what about unrefined? Because it's oh, not only yes. him stepping in, but such great, like, yeah, unrefined uh, is a perfect thing for him to blurt. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, right. So there. So uh, now we are on to our number ones. We'll reverse it. I'll go first so my guests can end the show. My number one best moment in Solo Star Wars uh, story, Kira calls Han a good guy. She knows the truth. I talked about it a lot more in detail in Spotlight Star Wars. I won't remix my thoughts here. But to me, that is the core of the movie, the core of Solo. Kira, not just the history. They've got a history. But it is saying to Han for the rest of his life, you are the good guy and you're always going to be fighting it. Han Solo, whose name was something else. You want to be this image. Never, you'll never really be able to escape who you are because you deep down don't want to. It is it is really my favorite moment of the movie, Joseph. That is great. Yeah, I, I think that her uh, her clarity is another part of her, her character that's great to not overlook. Like, yes, they knew each other growing up, but she knows exactly who he is in his heart and soul shows her that she's a, she really sees other people. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Jen. Yeah. I love Alden's performance in that moment. I think we actually got more of it in the trailer when he's like, Oh yeah, what's that? There was a little bit of fear. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the shot eyes. holds a little bit longer as that emotion drops and you see that concern of what is she going to say exactly. about who I am? Cause she, she knows. And I don't. Yeah, right. it is. It is. Uh, you know what's wrong with you. It's like in your head, you're like, please don't answer what I think is the truth. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so that is that. my number one, Joseph, your number one, my number one, does tie to that because it's when Chewie sees that truth mm. for himself. Uh, there's so much uh, about this movie that I think ends up, Han thinks this is a love story between him and Kieran and it ends up being a love story between him and Chewie and it's the moment where Chewie makes the decision to stick with Han. Got these great themes that are made explicit about you know who is your family, who is your tribe, does it matter if you're li- literally related to them. Mm. Chewie sees, wants to run away with the Wookiees. That's his stated goal. Find all these people, save them. And then he sees that Han saves Lando, who is saving L3, and just has that one Mm. great look. Mm -hmm. Like, that's who he is. He's he's the good guy. And that's why Chewie puts up with all the things we see for years. (laughs) Years. When Han is saying a dumb thing, and Chewie's like, that's dumb. Yeah. You know, and he knows that when it gets down to it, he's going to do that. He's always going to rescue Lando. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows because he's 190 years old. He's That's seen it. who this person is, so I will stick with him, and it just cements that it is a love story. It is mm-hmm. an important number one, because, yeah, we talk about the life dead, and I'd still like to maybe see that actually explained yeah. from Chewie to Han. Like, here's this is what it means to me, and I, 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 I still hope the life dead officially exists. It does, because it's an aftermath there. You know, they talk about it. Yeah. I, I, I don't want it skirted, but... I'll take this moment over Chewie sitting down and going, hey, uh, so let me tell you something. I got, you got a life debt with me now. And, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. This is how you tell that in a story, and that's why I love the moment. Yeah, I want the story to be that Chewie decided yeah. mm. in that moment yeah. that there was Yeah, not debt. some rule from Yeah, like, Kashyyyk, oh, man, you know? I found Wookiee rule number 83. I yeah. got it. No, no, in that moment. Right, exactly. And this movie does such a great job of deepening Chewie's character and seeing his motivation of why he sticks by Han after all these years to those who have said, well, why, why is he so loyal to him? That is why he's yeah. so loyal to him. The core of it all, which means we are at the final one. Jennifer Landa's number one ranked best moment in Solo, a Star Wars story. Well, speaking of Chewie, it's when Han meets Chewie for the first time. It really took me by surprise. 
I thought it was going to be a Rancor type monster. Mm. And then it's Chewbacca and he looks unlike any other way that I've ever seen him. And just seeing how these two kind of come together and this this weird energy, this fun energy that they have, that to me was like, I always said, I think on here, I don't need to see that. Don't show me that. I've already built it up in my head. Well, guess what? They proved me wrong. I needed that moment. Yeah. Oh, so joyful. Absolutely. We talk about Star Wars poetry. Go to Return of the Jedi when Han is thrown into a cell yep. and hears a roar. And he ends up in the warm embrace of Chewbacca. How this plays against this scene, Joseph, yeah. is wonderful Star Wars poetry. I do love this moment. Absolutely. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> that nice pat in a contrast to his line going in, which I think is hilarious, of there's a beast? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's our beloved Chewie. is just perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of violence, a lot of fun. Han uh, speaking Sherwook. And yes. I, I, I think it works. I think it works, too. Absolutely. Heard some people complain. And why did he have to say it? No, I love that Han's like, because we all try to do bad Chewbacca's. It's so does it It's too. a great bad Chewbacca, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the translations are hilarious. Oh, yes. Well, that is it. Our 15 best moments in solos, plus some extra ones thrown in. Guys, if you have yours, you can reach out on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank. Go to our Facebook page. Reach out, support on Patreon if you want. Patreon, Patreon.com slash Force Center. We got shirts on Public as well. You know where the podcast is available. Wherever fine podcasts are available, including Spotify and iHeartRadio. Joseph, Jennifer, Thank you so much for coming into Star Wars Rank today and bringing your knowledge and fun and joy. Thank you. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer Landa. That's right, at Jennifer Landa across all social media platforms. And my Star Wars videos are at youtube.com slash user slash Jennifer Landa. Mr. Scrimshaw, you always bring new layers to things that even I thought I've seen (laughs) and understand. And I love it. And and you you, seriously, I, I want some stuff, some Kira Joseph's thoughts on Kira. All right, you I, yeah, I'm, there. I'm you bring in, You've even changed, add some depth to me uh, oh, good. for my viewing of what Kira is. Good, so thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, and uh, people can hear me probably rambling more about that weirdo on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw, and all my other comedy adventures are on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Follow me at Catnapsock. You know the drill. That's it, guys. Star Wars has been ranked. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.